Today on The Breakdown, we hurtle towards oblivion on this rock. We're made of space dust. There is nothing really for any of us. <laughs> Ultimately, right? When we die, we die alone, no matter what. Um, is there anything beyond? Who can say for sure? No one. Uh, are we just blips of software? Are we little ones and zeros moving around? Are we much more than that? Do we have great purpose or is none at all? No one can say. But what we can say <laughs> is that this hand from event 29 of the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, it's a deep stack event, and Johnny Landreth and Blake Bone are going to get it out. <laughs> and I mean poker-wise, of course. Uh, and, you know, some might call it a cooler, but some might not. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, we also have Game of Thrones characters. It's all happening right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Lennon. <laughs> Game of Thrones characters thing was probably very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have Game of Thrones characters. That's yeah. it. So, like, we have Cersei <laughs> in the house. So that whole like darkness of space beginning to that led to existential dread. Is that because you recently watched the Dart thing happen? Is that where that came from? Oh, the Dart thing. Oh, um, maybe subconsciously. Yes, I did watch the Dart uh, spacecraft impact into. I think it's called. Diaphramos, I believe, was the name of the small asteroid that was orbiting orbiting the bigger asteroid, which is called another D word, but I don't remember which one. Uh, I watched that happen. It was very cool. I uh, I felt like, in some ways, I I was seeing like a glimpse of the future and like future society and like like the first time, you know, someone like threw a paper, not a paper, someone like made like an electrical engine run, and they're like, one day we will have flight, you know, and yeah. this is like the electrical engine, and one day we'll actually, a real asteroid will be really coming towards us, and it will kill us all, and we'll send something out, and we'll be able to redirect it, and it's going to be incredible, and this is the first step. I don't know. I really felt something. It was, it was very exciting. Well, that's me. cool. Yeah. So that's why I think we're all going to die, and nothing will happen, or who knows, maybe everything, but it's all a mystery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So no answers. Right. The people need answers, Jonathan. People want answers. I don't know if they need them, but they think they need them, which leads to issues. <laughs> leads to issues. Yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about some issues that one player has. You know? Uh-oh. Like, what am I supposed to do with his hand, man? <laughs> I mean, this is crazy right now, right? We're going to get to the hand in a bit. Um, we're going to do the Game of Thrones thing first. Yeah, which... Game of Thrones character. So... Grant does an amazing Ned Stark. Go ahead. <laughs> That's not it. No. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the hand first, just oh, okay. to prime people who are willing to listen to the openings. It's one of those like kind of amateurish hands compared to what we usually do. So, I th- but it's in a spot that is like really common for a lot of poker tournaments, and I think it's interesting and good to to go over. When you say amateurish, what do you mean? I mean, it's not like Stephen Chidwick and Christoph Vogel saying trying to make the best GTO decisions in the world all the time. You know, it's like okay. trying to work our way through this high leverage spot in a big field poker tournament. I mean, but that's mostly what really happens to people, right? So that's uh, yeah. sort of your point. Yeah, right? that's yeah. my point. Yeah. It like, might be more applicable to your life than, you know, the typical breakdown. Grant and I just got back from playing uh, uh, three events uh, on the coast of uh, Oregon and so, and we both went deep in one event anyway, the same event, because yeah. when the poker guys do it, they do it together. And, uh, and so we got to sort of experience a lot of these, I would say there were very few like highly complex, highly difficult moments, yeah. but there are a lot of sort of like 
oh kind yeah. of moments. Like, oh, I'm probably beat here. Or yeah. like, oh, I'm, I think I can make this call or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's more standard, but it's the kind of things you're going to run into a lot. So you think this is more like that. Yeah, I think it's more like that. Fair enough. Yeah, which is more applicable to the general listener than Chidwick versus Vogel saying, right? Um, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe less complex. Less fun, but more important. Yeah. Just well, like that, is- that's, like, that's like me. I'm less fun, but more important than so, you. But instead, let's talk about a show that ended in 2018. Not the new Game of Thrones, the old Game of Thrones. That's right. We're not doing new Game of Thrones no, characters. Well, we don't want to do spoilers. First of all, right. I've only You've seen You've only one. seen one episode. But also, a lot of people haven't seen oh, all of it. it's so good so far. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to watch it. And it's so good. For those who are curious what our views on old Game of Thrones are, they're the typical views, I yes. would say, that it's an excellent show, and then, oh boy, does it go away as far as excellence. Yeah. We're not going to get super in, into the breakdown of that. I have a lot to say, as you can imagine. Grant also has a lot to say yeah. on this. Grant has rewatched it, I think, even more than I have. You've probably seen it three or four times, right? The whole the whole run. Mm, I have never rewatched season eight before. Or, oh, yeah, okay. Neither have I. Because why? I. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but you you have this time, right? No, you wouldn't do it. No, I'm. I Bail. actually. So I, I was doing a rewatch to like prime myself for the new Game of ah. Thrones. And I was like, maybe I'll just watch the first four seasons or the first five seasons until it gets kind of off the rails. But then I just like wanted to keep going because it's like they they did like it's not like season six is very bad. That no, is the Hodor episode. Still, no, season six is still pretty good. There's, yeah. It just starts to get a little patchy, right? Yeah. Certain things like start to you can see leaks in their game, which are going to get worse and worse. It's as, un- unraveling, as I think, is the best continue. way to describe it because yeah. like it was a little bit tight in season six, but it's starting to loosen up quite yeah. a bit by the end of season seven. And, and then season eight, it's like yarn everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. But anyway, I, I couldn't sleep one day, and I was in the middle of this rewatch. So for those of you who are into Game of Thrones, maybe this will be fun. And, and this is a great activity for Discord in the movies and TV section Indeed. if you have some thoughts on this. Um, of course, I just want to premise this with, if anybody doesn't want to hear this shit, there's always a timestamp in the description of, this podca- of the podcast that says when the analysis of the poker begins. Every time, because we always fuck around before that. If you weren't aware of that, I don't know. I guess maybe it's your first time listening. It would have to be. Yeah, but... There's always a timestamp, and then we get very serious about the poker analysis, so I promise you can just skip this all if you want. Just look in the description. You can find that. But let's not skip it as us. But it's hang out with Grant and Jonathan time. Yeah, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones, man. All right, so what I did is, and this was like my half-awake mind, so maybe we'll find something different, okay. is, is I, I was thinking of what type of a poker player would a lot of the Game of Thrones characters be? And I found it really fun to do. Mm. Um, and let me let me just give you an example. I can think of some already. I know of, what you're saying. And, and, and this doesn't mean like... So I did a little bit of this with Jonathan before. And the way he answered the question was, where does, how does that player fit in the Game of Thrones universe? And then how do they fit in the poker universe? That's mm-hmm. not what I mean. Right. I just mean, if this character were to play poker, how would you describe them if you played 100 hours of poker with them? Mm-hmm. Right? Like as a poker player. And, and only as a poker player. Yeah. Um, so an example, I think this one was pretty easy. Uh, is Tywin Lannister, you know, the, the, the patriarch of the entire Lannister family, yes. super smart guy. I, I think he's a GTO tournament wizard. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I is get it, that. Yeah, you think so? I like that. Um, can, I, can I start shooting up some of my ideas too? Or yeah, you I can tell you, yeah, yeah, go for it. And if I have one for that person, I'll tell you who I, what I got for them. Um, yeah, I don't have it as like refined as you do, but yeah. like as you were even describing it, I started thinking about like the Starks, uh-huh. both Jon Snow and really Rob Stark. Yep. And sort of like how they are, they're like trying to play correctly, but they are, um, they never bluff enough. They don't like. They don't like think about. They're, they're really thinking about their other, the other player. They're, so they're not really game theory at all, right? They're just thinking about their own hand, yeah. basically. Um, and they're trying to play their hand right. But they're the kinds of guys who like get it all in. I think with kings, like too early in the World Series mm-hmm. of poker and stuff like that. So 
So that, that's pretty good. I, I do have a description for either. Oh, great. For both of them. They're short descriptions. Rob Stark, I describe as a shit reg. like you know he's gonna go he's gonna limp a lot (laughs) right you know right john snow i describe as the worst fish you've ever seen wow yeah that is super intense yeah i just imagine if that guy sat down at a poker table he would be just a fucking mark he would just be awful he has no strategy in his brain (laughs) (laughs) he is really bad about thinking ahead yeah incredibly bad actually rob stark too though to a large degree that's why i sort of grouped them together yeah so um, mostly we're in agreement so far. You, you agree with my Tywin take, or do you have a different Tywin take? I need to hear your other categories before I like know. There's like, not really categories. Put... It's just like oh. how I would describe them if I played with them for a while or saw them on TV for I, a while. I would have thought up until the for the first several seasons, for me, the GTO person might be um, like the, is it the spider? Is that what we call him? Oh, Varys. Yeah, yeah, Varys. He might be. I didn't do Varys. Okay. So he could definitely be like a GTO. Yeah, and the other guy. one, the other obvious one could be Littlefinger. Yeah. Um, but but Ty- Tywin is almost like I think of him a little less robotic and a little bit more al- also um, like fe- he's got some feel to him like feel player stuff but in a good way yeah not in a bad way yeah but you could say that about the other two also yeah quite frankly um, so I did Tyrion what do you, yeah what do you think of Tyrion when you think poker player yeah um, I would think he's a winning player for sure yep um, I would think he's got a lot of bluffs um, I would oh he's aggressive. He's he's very aggressive. You know he's bluffing, but sometimes you feel you have to fold to him anyway. Like he still gets the folds, even though you know he's bluffing, yeah. kind of a thing. He's one of those guys and gets away with it more yep. than he should. Yeah. Um, this actually is you're doing a really good job saying in more words exactly what I think. Oh, I said cool. About what him. did you write? Exploit Cash Pro with a hint of GTO. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, he seems exactly right. He's the guy who like mouths off to King Joffrey constantly and knows he can kind of get away with it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But, yep. but it's also, but knows exactly like where the line is, and yeah. always knows how far he can go. Ex- it goes right up to it. Like there's one where he like cuffs King Joffrey across the face. And yeah, like, you can't hit the king. He's like, that is my nephew. I can do whatever I like to him or whatever. You know, All it's right. great stuff. Ramsey Bolton. Wow, Ramsey Bolton. He's such a dick. He's so mean. Um, strategic though. Very strategic. Yeah, he like oh he should have won that uh, battle of the bastards. Yeah, yeah, he owned them with that, and in fact, he even did the thing where he sent the kid out, John Snow's yeah. younger brother, and then shot him with the arrow yeah. to sort of entice them yeah. to like run for. Oh, that's really really good. He's like super trappy, uh, I would say. Not like tra- hmm. like I mean, he can be aggressive too, but like he's he's really he's super like thinking about the other player and what the other player is doing. He's trying to play the man, not the cards. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah. Now, to some degree, that's that's past GTO. That's actually different than yeah, GTO. it is for yeah. sure. That's who he is. So that's the best I can do with it. So what that's you- actually kind of like you could yeah. you could apply that to what I said, which okay. was successful tournament maniac. Oh yeah, yeah, like man, not cards. Yeah, like uh, and doing like a, Mizra- well. like a Mizraki sort of. Right, like a Mizraki. Like him as right. I would I would think a little less spewy than than the grinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, Walder Frey. Oh God, he's the guy who. Um, just so everyone knows, he's the guy who is the. It's the, the Red Wedding is at yeah. his place, and he's the guy who sort of with the Landersers. Right, and he's like just kind of a gross dude. Yes. Yeah. That guy is like the old dude who like limps a lot and gets and you raise and they just show four or five of clubs and fold every time and you know is trying to get it in really good and gets blinded down to nothing. Yeah, that's exactly right. What I said I said racist old man coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
great. Yeah, old man coffee is exactly what I described. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go kind of in order of how good I think my things are because some of them aren't as good. Sure. Um, this one is a bit of a different type of category for me. Littlefinger. You already said what you kind of thought of Littlefinger. Yeah. But what I I put was banned from the poker room for taking chips off another stack. Oh, that's good too. That's yeah. actually great. Yeah. Or like you RTA, you know, doing yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, or like someone signaling to him, you know, somehow like he's got like a little, you know, he's got anal beads. <laughs> he's getting <laughs> yeah. signals like, yeah. you know, from the from the stream or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Letterfinger would do that with no no issue. Yep. No compunction. Stannis. Okay, let's think about Stannis' qualities here. He's a leader. Yep. He's strong. He's decisive, but he also is Sort stubborn. of like follows, he's like follows folly into oblivion. And right? he's very stubborn. Yeah. Yes, incredibly stubborn to the point where, in spoilers for those of you who haven't seen Game of Thrones, here we go. It's, so it ended in 2018. I'm just warning anyone right now if you haven't made it to the end of Stannis's part of the thing, stop. Yeah, because yeah. you're watching the show because he does burn his daughter alive just because someone tells him to, yeah. basically. So he's the kind of guy I would say who like learns a few things about poker and like. Only those things. Like, he follows rules too much, almost. So there was a guy at, a, at the poker table um, in the main event that we just played who folded <laughs> Jack-10 of spades on a king of spades, queen of spades, seven board um, when he bet 40% of a stack on the flop, and it wasn't that much. And he got shoved on for, like, he was getting, like, three and a half to one and folded. Um, heads up, to be clear. Yeah. Um, because, and as he said, he never wants to call an all-in on a draw. And that's the kind of thing I think I could see Stannis doing sometimes because he's trying to be strong and decisive and he's got his rules and he follows them all the way into hell. Yeah. So that's, that's the best I can do. What would you have for him? Calling station. Calling station. Oh, talk, talk about that. The stubbornness, really. Ah, it's mostly the stubbornness. Oh, okay. And like the kind of arrogant stubbornness. Mm. You know? I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's stick in the Stannis realm. Davos. Oh, okay. So Davos is his much more strategic, smarter friend. I uh, wouldn't say he's that smart. Compared to Stannis? He's like a good advisor, but it's out of being willing to always be the heel of everything, it feels, rather than being really smart. He's he not does, like a Varus-level guy or anything. He's not, but he doesn't need to... He's not, he's not, he doesn't have greater ambition. He's unlike, got, like, folksy wisdom. He's got folksy wisdom, but the folksy wisdom is often correct. Like, yeah. if we just listened to Davos, everyone would be much better off than yeah. they ended up, yeah. right? fair. Um, so, I, yeah, I would say, like, everyone else is, like, has designs on leading the realm, and, you know, he doesn't want to do that at all. He just right. wants, like, to go home to his, you know, what is now his, like, dead son and yeah. family, but, you know, he just wants to be the onion pirate or whatever, like. Um, so, Davos is a tough one for me, especially, I mean, we seem like we that's, have different thoughts no, about No, but him. that's super interesting. The way you described him perfectly does oh, yeah? fit what I said about well, him. Well, go ahead and tell us. Cards aren't his vice, but he's happy to deal. <laughs> that is right yeah 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 Yeah. no he doesn't need to be that yeah he's like yeah okay sure like I want to play but no 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 I'm, I'll deal yeah we don't have a deal I'll deal yeah I don't need to play yeah I'm just happy to be here guys yeah let's hang out yeah 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 you see that I do cool that's good Brand- how many more of these do you have just out of uh, curiosity probably twice as many as we've done okay well or, we'll just do or, a little we'll, we'll do them a little one quicker times then. as many as we've done like we've done 50% of them oh, okay. I would say um Let's do, okay, Brienne of Tarth. Wow. Okay, Brienne of Tarth. What do we know about her? So she is, she's, of course, the tall, blonde woman who yeah. falls in love with Jamie. Super and, into honor. Uh, super into honor. Wow, we can see problems there. Um, also, uh, first of all, she's the kind of person who, when you fold, shows you that she had it. Yeah. For sure. Like, I would not bluff you, sir. Yes. I yeah. had two queens. Yeah. It is okay. Um, 
she's definitely a losing player. Oh yeah, a million percent a losing player. Uh, (laughs) She is. I would say she's easily bluffed. Mm. Um, Yeah, she's just never going to put in chips unless she absolutely has it. Like for real, she's trying to. She's limping a lot. She's doing everything wrong. Yeah. What do you got? Thinks it's thinks it's dishonorable to check race. Yeah. 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 Basically that. Um, All right, let's do the Lannisters who fuck. Jamie and Cersei. Okay. Cersei is really different than Jamie. I, I agree. Wow, this this is gonna be challenging. Okay, so Cersei, let's what are her qualities? So she is devious, mm-hmm. she is intelligent, mm-hmm. she is effective. Yeah. Um ruthless. She, ruthless, yes. Absolutely gets what she wants. Yeah. Um, thinks things through at least to a large degree, although. As we get later into this, the, the run of Game of Thrones, sometimes she, her own, um, what she wants, like running the, the realm is more important to her than even everyone else. Like, she's willing to betray everyone, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. Even at the cost of everything, yeah. ultimately. She'd rather, she'd rather win nothing than have anyone else win it all, yeah. basically. So what does that mean? What, what kind of a player is she going to be? Um, she's obviously going to be wildly aggressive. Um, she's going to... I don't think she's really GTO. I think she's successful. Mm-hmm. I think she's a winning player. Um, I don't know. I don't have much on her. What do, what do you I just have loose aggressive pro. Okay, yeah. That's fine. Fine. Good That's enough. That's fine. All right. How about Jamie? I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut me off if there's much there. Um, Jamie's got heart. Yeah. Ultimately, um, he, he justifies everything he does, and it, it feels reasonable yeah. to do so. Um, sometimes he's on the wrong side of things, but so be it. Um, is he a winning player? I don't know that he is. I think he's not a winning yeah. player. I got him as loose aggressive fish. Yeah. He's a loose aggressive fish and Cersei's a loose aggressive pro. Yeah. Like you kind of have to have evil intentions to make it in poker. You don't have to be an evil person, but you have to have a little bit of a, of a thieving heart to yep. make it in poker or just choose your game so well, which in its own way is a thieving heart, right? If you're like, oh, I'm at a table of people so bad, all I have to do is sit back and play the nuts and they will pay me off like crazy. That's also sort of like having a thieving yep. heart, isn't it? It's, own, it's a different version of it. But it's, so yeah, Jamie's neither of those things, right? Yep. Jamie just sits down and plays a lot of hands and loses and he's yep. a nice guy. Yep, I just have a couple more and there's okay. obviously some big ones that I didn't write down, which in- include Sansa and Arya and... Braun, do you have Braun? Braun, I do have Braun and Bran. Both Bs. <laughs> raisin uh, Braun. Uh, so you don't Braun, like to eat Raisin Braun for breakfast? For Braun, who is, if, for those who don't know, like the sellsword who works for both Tyrion. Oh, right. Because Bran is the star. That's right. Yeah. Uh, both Tyrion and, and Jaime um, at separate times. Uh, for him, I have, he's better than you think, even though he's always limping a lot and kind of drunk. Right. Yeah, he's actually good post-flop. He's yeah. probably bad pre-flop and good post-flop. Yeah. And so he's like... Slightly winning because yeah. he's good enough post flop. God, you know who I ran into? I used to play with a million bronze at Limit Hold'em. Like all those really? guys eventually learned how to play post flop because you know they eventually yeah. learned. Oh, you're just not supposed to fold much, yeah. really. Um, but pre flop, they just play everything, and so right. they were ultimately losing players. But they played well enough post. Some of them played well enough post flop to actually like survive the game, mm. which was impressive, I yeah. guess, in its own way. Yeah, I mean, um, this is a player that used to play on Poker Time back in the day. Kind of reminds me of DM5, if you remember him, because he like played the ranges that no GTO player would yes. play, but he really made up for a post flop. He did. Yeah. He absolutely did. Yeah. I almost feel that's giving Braun too much credit to compare yeah, to DM5. Fair. 
All right. Bran, I actually have one for us also. Okay, so Bran, of course, is the son who, in episode one, Jamie pushes him out yeah. the window, becomes He's the, the most warrant. deserving king. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> no right. one has a story as good as Bran yep. the Broken, yeah. Bran the Broken, whatever. Yeah. Shut yeah. the hell up. So I just up. have, he tanks for the money jump. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're annoyed by him? No, because he's like, he's very into like the slow, I'm going to make sure to do the right thing. Um, and I'm boring. <laughs> he is boring as fuck. Yeah, he thanks for the money job. All right, fine. Joffrey, I just have he's all in blind under the gun. Like I don't know, <laughs> chaos. Yeah, he's pure chaos. Okay. I don't know. If, I, I didn't come up with a good one for Daenerys. Do you have anything for Daenerys? Oh, kind um, of an Oh yeah, no, I do actually. Daenerys is the player in a tournament who's like playing pretty solid, playing solid, even playing well, playing well, and then blows up in such a weird way every time. Like yeah. basically can't play well, can't keep can't play her A game for six hours straight. It's impossible. Yeah. Like somewhere in hour five or six, she's gonna limp under the gun. Someone's gonna make a normal race to 2.4x or 3x, and she's gonna shove ace jack for 65 blinds out of nowhere, and she's just gonna get snapped off and done for no reason. Yep. That's what she's gonna do. Yeah, that's that's good. That's better than what I I just put really bluffy. Mm. So yours is better. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I had was Ned Stark. <laughs> oh man. Poor Ned Stark. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's a losing player. Oh, he's a big-time loser. <laughs> um, Ned Stark doesn't bluff people because mm-hmm. um, it's he feels like he can't. It's yeah. not right to do that. You yeah. know, just the best hand should win. Um, shows his hand as he folds the best hand all the time. Right. Um, massive losing player. Um, that's all I got. What else you got? Yeah, I just had... He might as well be playing blackjack. He's, like, at the casino to gamble. He doesn't really see the distinction between poker and blackjack and all the other games. Just, like... Okay. So, we had different things. Different yeah. takes on him. You have him, basically, he's not strategic and he's dumb. And yeah. I have more, like, he's on, He's so honorable, it, it kills him. Yeah. But, uh, fair enough. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. That was cool. That was as much... We were really just talking about Game of Thrones there more than poker, I guess. But that was fun. I think it's fun to apply, the, like, what type of poker player they would be. Next week, we're going to do Sesame Street characters as poker players. Oh, Big Bird. That guy. Oh, man. Loose aggressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shows every bluff after he gets it through. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> Fucking bluffed you, you piece of shit. Yeah. Elmo. Elmo's not allowed in the casino anymore. <laughs> and not, not banned from Vegas. For bad reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to this hand. Okay. Big pivot time. Time for a big pivot to real life here. No problem. All right. This is... Uh, Three remaining in a Seminole Hard Rock $2,200 event. Yes. Got over 100 k up top. I got, um, I got the whole prize money right here if you want Okay, it. go for it. They've currently locked up about $47,000. Second place is seventy five five. First place is one oh seven. Okay. So there's a lot of money still to be won. More than twice third for first. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty serious spot here. Um, this was suggested by Chris Jones on Discord. That's a great place to suggest. You could also suggest on Twitter. Indeed. One of our solvers, Hyphenator, did solver work on this hand. We have not yet seen it. We're going to take a look at that after our analysis. Come back and see what the solver had to say about this hand. Super cool. So let's do it. If you want to suggest a hand, by the way, do it on Discord or Twitter. All right. 25K, 50K with three remaining. You say his name was Johnny Landreth? Yes. Johnny Landreth. What do we know about Johnny Landreth? Johnny Landreth. Well, here's the deal. Um, Including what ends up... Actually, I'll remove this from his Hendon because I know how much he ended up making. His, his overall Hendon coming into this event is about $1.1 million. Okay, so he's played a lot of poker not, and had some success. It's not terrible, right. Yeah. We never heard of him. He's a, he's a pretty old guy, so it might be a long Yeah, Hendon. I'm sort of trying to look back, and it's definitely... All his, his big scores were a long, 
time ago. His last reasonable score was 150K at um, winning a WSOP circuit main event in 2015. Not that long ago. Not too bad. Seven years. He also won a he won a five hundred dollar deep stack event in twenty ten for forty K. His first his first thing on Hendemob was in two thousand five where he won a thousand dollar binion event for hundred and eighty six thousand. So he's actually had numerous like six figure scores or or you know around there. He anyway. has the fundamental sense of how to navigate these types of fields. Oh, he won another circuit main event in twenty nineteen, I see. Wow. So you know what? I would say he's at least somewhat relevant. Yeah, yeah, he's legit. All right, Johnny like- Landreth. Way to go. He, doesn't, he looks like the kind of guy who's been around forever. Maybe he has been, but he still is like making it in the world, at least to some degree. Even if he's not changing his game too much as the game evolves, it's probably enough to have the fundamentals that got him all of those scores in these types of fields. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not. I guess you've seen... I don't really have a sense of this hand. I so. don't... I mean, no, this hand doesn't tell me anything about that. Oh, so, so yeah. who knows? Maybe but, he is. Yeah, but you assume that about like the older guys usually. That, I think that's crazy. The older guys... That, not, the older guys who remain somewhat successful, though, that, yeah. they have to change their He's game. probably changing it a little yeah. bit. Anyway, he's going to have 1.2 million at the 50K big blind. So, you know, 24 blinds. Yep. It's going to open to 150K on the button with two nines. It's a okay. bit bigger than most people would open. You'd think, like, when, especially when, you know, average stacks are probably something in this realm yeah. of 24 blinds. We don't need to be opening to 3X. That is very true. And this is maybe that's why, even yeah. like you say, like he hasn't changed. Yeah, that might be right. part of Because that really does feel like, what? Like, why don't we make it 105,000 or 110,000 yeah. or even just 100,000? Like, yeah. any of that's fine. Anything more than that feels almost strange to me. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we, we just were playing all these terms. We know a lot of people still open to yeah. bigger numbers, but that's, that's surprising. I mean, it could be like an exploit thing where you have two nines and you're wanting to force people to get it in with you more than you want them to call. Like, because it's there's more value to more to them trying to three bet you. I mean, maybe that feels like you're really stretching. Yeah, it is. I'm stretching. Like he could four x it if he wants that. It I seems guess. a little old school. Yeah, but whatever. It's fine. It's not like a huge problem. Right. It's totally fine. So he's got two nines, nine of spades, nine of diamonds. Okay. Makes it one fifty. In the big blind is a guy whose name they never pronounce, unfortunately, because it's spelled B O H N. I call them Bone at the beginning, Blake Bone, but it could be Blake Bond. We do not know. Blake Bond feels more right, though, I have to say. Bond? Let's call him Bond. Like Bond, Blake Bond. Either way, we're just wrong sometimes, and that's just going to have to be okay. Yeah. So Bond is in the big blind. He's got 1.3 million, so just barely covers Landreth. Yeah. And he has Jack of Clubs, Den of Diamonds. He makes the call. Okay. Seems like the only reasonable decision you could make there. I mean, once in a while, you could three-bet it, I guess. At this stack depth? Seems whack. Gonna make it 600k and just fold to a shove. Um, you could shove it yourself. You only 20, 23, you're 22 blinds. Yeah, affected, 24 if, blinds. I guess affected. if Landreth opens every button, but this hand plays fine post. I don't know why we shove this hand. Why right? not just see a flop? Yeah, like we'd rather have like I'd rather have like king five honestly and shove than yeah. than this hand. And really shoving even that it's like a lot of blinds to yeah. shove. Like no need. Yeah, we're three handed. Let's like just win this thing with yeah. skill, baby. Anyway, 325k in the pot. Okay, the flop is nine of hearts. King of hearts, king of diamonds. So Johnny Landreth flops a full house. Nine's full of kings. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good flop for nines. Jack 10, of course, has a dead gut shot. Yeah. It can get runner, runner, jack, jack, or 10, 10, or king, king, or king, jack, or king, 10. Uh, King, king being the most fun of those, of course. Uh, Bond checks. Sure. No real reason to lead here. Right. Ever checking his Landreth. Is it possible to find a check here? Two hearts, king, king, nine. We have nines. I think we had 100% should bet. I agree. Is, how, how do you want to size it? 325 we, in the pot. We don't have to size it big. Yeah. Um, 
it's weird because what are we? I guess we're we just don't we want the, all the draws to like stick around. Obviously, they will. Hearts will stick around. Gut shots. We want to make sure they stick right. around. So we don't want to size it too big to scare out the gut shots. Basically, yeah. we want the gut shots in there. Obviously, the king's never folding. Hearts are probably never folding, no matter how we size it. Anyway, unless we lose our minds. Which right. We if we wouldn't. make it five hundred, they might yeah. fold. I would just size down like a normal size down. I might bet one hundred and ten thousand or something. One twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could bet one hundred. You could bet one hundred twenty five. Whatever. He bets one fifty. Seems fine. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's gonna have the same impact. All right, here's the first time that it's an interesting decision, I think, in the hand. I don't think you're folding as Bond, but I think no. it's an interesting choice between calling and raising here with the gut shot on this board. Agreed. How do you want to approach that thought process? It's weird because it's not like... I mean, to some degree, look, he opened the button, we're three-handed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, three-handed doesn't really matter. He opened the button. We both have a bunch of kings. He has better kings than we do. Yes. What are we repping if we were to raise? That we're short enough that it's okay to get in with, with King any ja- king. with King Jack or King Eight or something, right? Yeah, but we don't ever have Ace King. We have King Queen. Yeah, I we guess. have some King Queen. Um, but he has the Ace Kings and the King Queens too. Obviously, he has, yeah. the, he has the. I mean, he has more of those in fact than our. He certainly has the Ace Kings. I kind of think everything you're saying doesn't matter. Okay, go on. Like, if Landreth doesn't have something here, he's just going to fold. He's of not going to be he like, is. I have more Kings than you. Of How course, can you he re- is. like. But let me ask you this: like, if we just call. If he doesn't have a monster, he's not betting the turn anyway. Yeah, most of the time because we can have a king. We can see that we'll have a lot of bluffing opportunities on the river. We don't have to bluff yet. We yeah. can. I'm not saying we never should, but it doesn't kill our chance to bluff later by it calling doesn't. here. It, it just lets, it scares off a lot of a lot of. It stuff. lets Landreth catch up to a showdownable hand. Sometimes it does. Like there are some cards where they're going to come where he's going to bink something like an ace or a queen or a jack or whatever on the turn or river, and then we're going to be like, and we're going to bet, and he's like, ah, hearts missed. I call. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is the problem, of course. Um, so, the, so are you inclined to? How often do you want to raise this? This is going to be a player dependent thing. Of like course, if the guy Against is opening Johnny Landreth. if this guy is opening, I don't know. <laughs> For, let's assume he's opening the button a lot. If he's opening every button and c betting every flop, yeah. I want to raise. Okay, that I do too. Yeah, I do too. Let's say he's not that. He's Johnny Landreth. He's three xing. So let's assume he's playing more reasonable ranges on the button. Okay, um, and like too reasonable. Let's let's just make some guesses here okay. about him. Um, so he's. You know, he, instead of opening whatever, 75% on the button or whatever it should be, um, he's opening, you know, 45% on the button. So it's like pretty good hands, but not like okay. he's not opening queen deuce suited on the button or something right. like that, let's say, or 9-10 off or okay. something like that. Um, and you know that. And he's not C-betting every flop, but most flops. When it, when, well, then, then I like your plan better. Okay. But okay. if he's opening a lot of buttons and C-betting every of flop. Of course. Even if, even if he's just C-betting every flop that he plays, yep. that's enough for me to want to raise. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because he can have so many things, A, that miss, and B, that just hate the spot. Like, if he has two sevens, is he really going to call or check raise? I mean, he may just fold. We're, not, we're, too, we're too short for him to call, really. Yeah. And uh, by the way, if he does call, we might just shut it down right there and then anyway, right? Yeah. We're kind of done. Right? I don't know. If hearts, I don't, if hearts I, miss, it's pretty enticing to go well, for it. that's true. But he could also jam hearts sometimes. Yeah. Honestly. Of course... Does he really want to jam hearts into trip kings? No. I don't know if he does. No, you're not doing so, well. So maybe you're just going to call. Yeah. We're so short, it's hard to know. I think if you raise and get called, the plan is to shut down on hearts and, and nines and keep going on every other card, pretty much. Right, because a heart comes, then he's going to be like, well, if I have trip kings, I have to call, and if I have hearts, I have yeah. to call, right? And if hearts don't come, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, hey, I didn't ask about Blake Bond. We talked all about Johnny Landreth and his history. Yeah. What, what, what's going on with Blake Bond or Bone or whatever his name is? Um, well, what are we calling him? Blake Bond. Sure. Okay. So um, not including this event, because we're, we're just going to keep doing that, and we're cool. He has made uh, over $3 million. Oh, okay. So this guy's a pro, most likely. Yeah, it seems very, very likely that he is also doing pretty well. As I look, as I'm just sort of scanning quickly on his hand, and he has lots of small-ish caches. 
Um, back to 2018, he doesn't have any like really major caches. Uh, the first six figure one I'm seeing is he finished eighth on a WPT in 2017. But since he's got three million, it means as we go back, we're going to find some other stuff clearly. I'm starting to see now quarter million caches in 2014 and 2015, multiple ones. So he's like a tournament grinder guy. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. He played in the one drop high roller event. It's a, the $100,000 buy Whoa, that's in intense. 2013. I wonder if he satellited in. Because he's not playing other things that big mostly. He's playing like $1,100. He must have satellited in. But whatever, he finished 15th for 200K. So wow. if he satellited in, that's, that's amazing. That's a really big score then. Yeah, it's way better. I mean, it's yeah. all the same, but it's way better. Anyway, so he definitely has, has real success and seems like he at least knows to some degree what he's doing. I mean, Okay, cool. So it's, it's two competent players, but yes. these are the types of guys who are going to be like among the better players in these types of fields. I would think mo- so. In most cases. I think these guys probably do very well, and that's why they keep playing these, yeah. this level of event, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so, so Bond calls okay ends up calling calling the bet and uh you should call your grandmother or your mother and tell her you love her and tell her about nitro betting eh hey nitro betting hey grandma i love you by the way there's this website you gotta get yourself on there grandma you're everything to me and when you die i hope to inherit all of your stuff but until you die get on nitro betting baby make sure you use the link in the poker guys description there grandma or else you don't get access to the cool shit grandma you, grandma i know you love cool shit grandma grandma put grandpa on oh is he dead i'm sorry i forgot it's probably because he didn't use the link in the description <laughs> grandma why didn't you let him use the link in the description grandma now he's dead it's your fault grandma it's your fault the whole family thinks so yeah but you can use the link and everybody will think you redeemed yeah yeah you'll be out of it <laughs> you'll be out of this whole this murder a, thing this is a different ad yep. <laughs> We're doing a different yep. thing yep. yep yep metro betting is our sponsor it's all true. That was a little skit, but guess what? <laughs> and we were a skit where we were playing the same person, by the way, just yeah. going back and forth playing the same person. It's not weird. Um, but everything is true. There's, there's cool promotions that you can only access by using the link, including our monthly tournament. That's pretty sick. We did an NFL survivor pool with a big free money pool. Yeah, it was like we, $1,000 in there. Yeah, there's also you know March Madness stuff every year, all sorts of sports betting stuff that they do for our people and our people only. Get in Nitro Betting, get you some poker, get you some sports gaming. <laughs> is that you saying sports gaming? Yeah. It's not like sports scheming. No, no. But by the way, I would like to start doing some sports scheming. Anytime. Get your grandma on nitro betting, eh? Okay. Do it. What is that? Is that Canadian now? I don't know. It's like Minnesota. New Jersey Canadian. Right. It's like both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm half New Jersey, half Canadian. My mom was from New Jersey. My dad was from Canada. Canada, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The grand land of Canada. All right. All right. That's that. We did it. The pot's 625,000. Blake Bond has Jack 10 off nine of hearts, king of diamonds, king of hearts board, two nines sure. for Johnny Landreth. He's got it almost locked up. Yeah. And on the turn, he does have it locked up. It's the eight of diamonds. It is a third diamond. It is a second diamond. It's king of hearts, nine of hearts. Oh, it is a second diamond. Second diamond. You're welcome. Yeah, it's just there's a, there a red flush draw. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to know which red flush draw it is. All right. So, so Bond checks. Seems fine, you know. See what happens. Hope for the check check. Maybe we can take a stab on the river. Yeah, yeah. If we get a check check, we're, we're if unless we even if we hit a jack or a ten, we're probably betting for value, right? Um, Maybe depends on what we think about Landreth. If we think Landreth sticky, has, if he's sticky, we bet. Yeah, and if he is going to bluff with all of his misses when we oh, check every time, course, then we got to check. Of course, yeah. If he's bluffy, we check. If he's sticky, we bet. Yeah. If he's both, I don't know what we do, but we worry about that later. Well, we get the check check. Landreth checks what? back. Why? You answer, you answer the question. I don't want to answer why. <laughs> I mean, I know why. Because he's afraid of losing the guy. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to blow him off the thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is, a, this is a mistake. Yes. The reasons that it are a mistake are pretty clear, right? Like, there aren't that many 
one pair of nines in Bond's range when we have all the nines as Landworth. There's only one nine remaining in the deck. So that's what we would be afraid of blowing off the hand, right, is a one yes. pair of nine. Everything else is either a draw or a king most of the time. Yeah, why would we want... Like, let's think about it just from the point of view of Bond has a king. Yeah. Right? Let's say half the deck is red. Yeah. It's going to come off, and trip kings are no longer going to love their spot and not be willing to get all their chips in. Right. We have to build a pot right now. We don't have to bet a lot, but we have to bet something. Also, by the way, when we raise all in on the river, it's going to look super fucking strong. Like, why do it that way, right? Let's, let's bet now, and then we can bet again on the river, and we could be triple barreling, or, you know, it, 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 op- it keeps things so much more open. We, don't, we, don't, we, we are going to lose the one pair nine, probably, if we bet again, at least some of the time. Some of the time. Maybe not always, depending on our image. But yeah. I would guess with this guy, probably we do lose the one pair of the time. Probably. One pair most of the time. But we can bet small, and as you said, there's only one nine left anyway. Right. We're not, we, we can only hope to get one more street of value at best out of, a, out of a nine when against flush draws and kings, we might be able to get it all. Well, we have to bet to give ourselves a chance to get it all. Here is my defense of Johnny Landreth. Okay, good. Uh, these are based on assumptions that Landreth might be making. If you assume that Bond is check-raising his kings most of the time on the flop, uh, that, okay. that's a big one. It is. That leaves him with mostly draws uh-huh. and, and one pair of nines. Yep. And on a paired board, he might just fold his non-not-flush draws, which would actually be reasonable. If he, if he has, like, jack-7 of hearts, I guess that's a combo draw. So let's say he has 5-6 of hearts. And Landreth bets again. He bets like 350K. What if he bets 200K, though, on the turn? Yeah. Like, you just price him the fuck in. You're I guess like, you could do that. You can't fold 200K. What are you going to do? Like, you have to call at least. You might even decide, eh, I'm just going to raise because, like, you don't look like. But even, but even if it looks like we've got a king and we're trying to price him in, he's still going to call with all his draws. Yeah, I guess. For 200. That's probably true. I mean, I think. We build the pot so nicely. If we can. Now, we can't do this accurately, but if we can say that he's check raising his kings 90% of the time on the flop, it makes the check back a lot better, at least. Um, say that again. Sorry. If we can say that Bond is check raising his kings ninety ah. percent of the time on the flop, it makes the check back with nines right. a lot better. At least is he doing that? Really, I don't know. Probably not. Right. I would think. Yeah. Um. Here's the other thing, just to think about. If we think about stack to pot here, so on the turn, the pot is six hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah. Right. If we bet two hundred thousand get called, the pot will have over a million in it. Landruth only will have seven hundred thousand left. Yeah. So like, it sets up a really beautiful shove and. If, uh, if Bond improves enough to call on the river, he's going to have to call because it's less than a pot-sized shove. He's just going to be forced to call if he makes a straight or his flush or he has trip kings. He's just going to be forced to call. By checking here, there's 625 in the pot. We have over 900,000 left as Landreth. We have a pot and a half left. It's harder to get that money in and get called. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just afraid that the draws are going to fold because the board's paired. And that's why I want to bet tiny. Yeah, that's a reasonable thought. Yeah, betting tiny seems like a good idea. Anyway, I don't think the check's as bad as you think it is. But I agree with your point. I feel like it's a mistake. I feel like this is, we have the hand we want to build a pot against. We have the kind of board that when our opponent has a king, let's just again think, what if he has king, king five, right? And if we bet he's never folding, right? Probably but, not. But we check and a diamond comes. We check and a heart comes. And then he bets and we move in. What's he going to fucking do? It's hard now. We, yeah. He may call. But he's, he's going to find a lot of folds. Yeah. He may not even bet himself. He may check when the heart or when the harder diamond comes sometimes. That's unlikely, actually. He'd probably bet. If we check, if we check he's going to bet, right? Yeah. Um, if we check here, I mean, he's going to bet the river. But, like, he gets to set the price for how much he puts in and then, and then has a decision, and I don't know what's going to happen. If he's got a king and we bet here, it's going to be really hard for him to get away from it on the river. So much harder, I think. I just want to commit him more to this pot when he's got something real. Well, here's what I'll tell you about Johnny Landreth. Okay. He's a genius. Because Bond was definitely going to fold Jack-10 
if he, if he bet again, I would think. I mean, he's open-ended. He went yeah. from gut shot to open-ended. Still, there's bets, two flush draws. If he bets 200K, you think he's going to fold giant? I time? think so. I don't. He's got overs to the nine. Fine. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to just fold it. Well, he's a genius because the river is a queen of diamonds. So Bond makes him a straight. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. It we is got, a third we got diamond. A shot. We got a shot now as Landry. That it is a third diamond. Time. It's the backdoor diamonds. Yeah. It's a third diamond. So as Bond, how do you approach it? You got to just go for value we here? We have to bet, don't yeah. we? We Try have the jack of diamonds in our hand, right? Yeah. Oh, 10 of diamonds, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That. Cool. I mean, we're not too worried about diamonds anyway. It went runner, runner, and he bet, he bet when there was only one diamond in check when the second diamond yeah. came. I guess it's possible he could have diamonds, but like we have to bet. Like maybe our opponent has two, two, two God, two jacks, two tens we block. Actually, yeah. two aces. He could have two aces. He could have two aces. I guess he could have ace queen. He could have an eight. Is he going to call an eight? He could have a nine. Yeah. I don't even know if he's going to call a nine when a queen comes. Um, so maybe we should check? No, we have to go for value. If he has aces, he might, he's going to bet aces if we check. If he has ace queen, is he going to bet? Yes, right? I don't know. I don't know if Landreth is, is able to go for this kind of thin value. Is he going to check? I mean, we know he checked back nines full. Do you think Landreth checks back a king on the turn? If he checks back kings on the turn a lot, then, then we can I, comfortably go for value. I would expect he's mostly betting kings, right? Nines full, he doesn't have to worry about the flushes coming yeah. in. There's two flush draws. I would think he's like, that's my pot. I can't just give it away. Yeah. That's what most people think. Right? Yeah. It's, it's reasonable, right. by the way. So, so I think he... I would expect he, his trip kings are mostly betting, which means there's even less to be afraid of. Yeah. yeah. I think we just have to bet for value and, and hope he has one of those few hands that can call us because I'm just so afraid of it going check, check. It yeah. feels like it's going check, check all day here. Right. I think Bond is trying to capture value from the random eight or nine because he bets 200 into 625. Yeah. He's like, call me with ace nine. Yeah. Please just call. Please. Or ace queen. By the way, ace queen could really call. Ace queen's going to call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Bond's going to get some bad news here. Yeah. So as Landreth, is there anything to do but move in? Let's talk about it for a second at least. Okay. Um, so we are losing to a few hands. Yeah, like, we're losing to king, queen, king, eight, king, nine. Those are all possible. Yeah. So the question is, so obviously if we move in, we're getting called by all those. Those are never folding. That's obvious. Um, we block king, nine pretty strongly, but the other ones we don't. Um, are we getting called by enough of the other stuff... Here's a problem. Yeah. We have the nine of diamonds in our hand. So we block diamonds to some degree. We block diamonds to the biggest degree that we can. That's the most likely diamonds for sure is the nine X of diamonds as played by Bond. Right. Because otherwise it's like jack, ten of diamonds, he has to have, of diamonds. He has to have one of the combo draw diamond hands. Yeah. The queen of diamonds also came out on the board, so it's only jack, ten of diamonds. Right. So it's one combo of diamonds that he has that makes sense. Okay, and that's also the straight, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, but there's one combo. It's for both anyway. Yeah. So I guess it turns out he can. I guess he can have the other just jack ten, rando jack tens too, obviously, or queen jacks. But, could, not, but, but for diamonds, to start, well, we would love to get called by diamonds, right? right? Of course, diamond diamonds probably have to call us, right? And how does Bond have any diamonds unless they have the nine of diamonds in them or their jack ten of diamonds? He could have like ace ten of diamonds have called the flop. I guess you could have ace ten. And then diamonds. he's like, "Well, I've yeah. got you know, I can't just fold this." He's hand. gonna three bet that hand sometimes. Sometimes he is, but yeah. not always. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, for sure. That's like one combo, though. Ace-Jack of Diamonds is a bit more of a three-bet even, you know? Yeah, Ace-Queen of Diamonds is like kind of always Ace a Ace-Queen of Diamonds isn't there because oh, the Queen right, of Diamonds... Oh, that's right, the Diamond came anyway. Yeah. Um, and it can't even be Ace-Eight of Diamonds. No. I mean, is he calling Ace-Seven of Diamonds on the flop? No. You'd have to... I mean, maybe if um, Landreth C-bets every single flop... Maybe. That's the only way. Yeah. Um, but then... But so there's may, maybe a few of those. But, I mean, we don't even know if Landreth's always betting. It would be I, really good if we had the other combo of... 
one of the other combos of nines that doesn't have yeah. a diamond in it. It would be nice. Yeah. But, you know, this is the hand they gave us. So are we just not going to shove when he bets 200 into 625? Are we really, like, what if he's got trip kings? What if he has the diamonds? What if he has the straight? These are things he really can have. The straight came in. The straight, I think he has all 16 combos of as played. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. That's really so good. So that's good. The question, is he going to call with a straight when the third diamond comes? It's, and it's the, only another 14 blinds. That's the good news. But it's a huge ICM spot. I know. 14 blinds is a usable stack here. It's, it's, it is absolutely usable stack. There's 1.7... Five million in the pot or so, right? One point seven million in the pot. No, one point seven five million in the pot, and it's uh, seven hundred thousand, seven hundred twenty-five thousand to call. How I don't know. If ever, how are we over good? We, we'll talk about this spot because this yeah. is what happens. So let's let's save it. Okay. But I don't know, man. Like, I think you have to move in just because your hand is too strong not to. But can we come? If we can't go yeah. worse hands to call us, then that is. I understand the thinking, and I've been there. Yeah. But like sitting now in the the cold light of day. If we can't think of worse hands that can that can call us, we shouldn't move in. How right? should we consider doing a different raise size? Whoa! What about making it five fifty? That's so weird. Five fifty, and we are we going to call it off? We uh, have to call it off. Probably, yeah. But it sucks. Jesus Christ, we're always beat. I think we're not calling it off. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just oh, everything about me just oh. You'd have to really know a lot about the player to call it off if he moved in. Like, how does he not have a better full house? It's the play. It's the play we always talk about. He'd have to be doing... He'd have to be overvaluing the nut flush. No, he'd have to be really good and turning a king into a bluff. You're right. Why would he overvalue the nut flush? He'd have to have pocket eights have called the flop and spiked it on the Why would you ever three bet the river? There's no reason. Yeah. Because you think this guy's got the nut flush and is going to The way you're winning is he turns a king into a bluff. That's the only way. Well, that's rough. So I think you can fold. Unless it's Jesus. a super elite player. Oh, my God. It's so brutal to be in that spot. Because if you're ever wrong, ever, you're going to, like, slit all parts right. of your body. Like, this is st- <laughs> all parts. <laughs> this is stuff that I don't think any solver would ever do. But I'm wondering from, like, just yeah. a live player exploit thing, is it, is it just a lot better to make it 550 or 600 than move in? Okay, let's ask the question. Yeah. If we make it 550, is he going to call with all these hands that we're trying to get called by? Because it still is a super strong play, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, is he actually going to call with the nut flush? I think he might. I mean, he still has a shot at winning the tournament. Then <laughs> he's getting priced in, and yeah. he can he still has chips if he if he loses, right? Like, what if we min raise? What if we just he, click it back if to he's four twenty five? If or he's something? got any mathiness in him, it's got that's got to yeah. pull him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, any mathiness might also call the shove. I don't know. Okay, here's the other question: We're we're acting as though Landreth has no bluffs. This is all coming from a place of Landreth yeah. that has no bluffs. A solver will never think that way. Of right? course. A solver course. will be like, Landreth should be pretty balanced here, right? Yeah. So if we're Bon, that's going to be the biggest question for us if we get raised, right? Yeah. And then we have to then think about that from Landreth's point of view, but one thing at a time. So like if Bon were to, if Landreth knows that he essentially has no bluffs here, and, and Bon knows that too, yeah. if Landreth, or his image, uh, that Bon's image of him is that he has no bluffs, this raise may not make any money. I think you have to price him in instead of moving in it if that's the case. Like, I think that's a slightly better move. Okay. Um, yeesh. Do you agree? <sighs> Probably. It sucks to leave um, that extra chunk on the table if, you know, he would have called. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks. And if he's calling 500, he might be calling 925. Yeah. He might be because it is sort of the same spot. I know the math is different, but it is kind of the same But spot. it's not as far as how your tournament's going when you lose. Right. Yeah, it leaves you more open, but it also, it looks even stronger. Like, what bluffs does he have now? Yeah. He has, if he didn't have bluffs before, he really doesn't have bluffs now. You might be able to fold an up flush here against the right player. So Landreth moves in, and yeah, most okay. players don't have a ton of bluffs here. 
Right. Like the obvious bluff is eight nine. That's the one that is that is a great bluff. The easy obvious bluff. You block you block the full houses. You don't have too strong of a hand that it feels like you're turning too strong of a hand into a, a bluff like you would if you had maybe queen nine or queen eight, right? So sure. I would say something like um, King Jack or King 10 with a diamond in your hand is a pretty good bluff. Why would you ever bluff with that hand? Too strong. Because you just go, oh, right, he bets 200K, you can call. Yeah. That's right, yeah, there's no reason to bluff. Of course, of course. You're like, oh, yeah, he, I can be, I'm beating value. Like, yeah. He can be betting a king and I win. Yeah. Absolutely, we call. You're right. I got caught up in what would be, I'm thinking we're deeper and we're against Stephen Chidwell. That's why I said 8-9. No, and that's not, right. And not even Queen 8 or Queen 9. But why would we even bluff that hand anyway in this tournament with this, like when we have this many blinds, why are we doing any of that stuff? But, and later. I don't. I without knowing anything, I would guess Leonard doesn't have a huge amount of river bluffs. This is this is all in favor of your point of he needs to bet the turn, right? Like yeah. it makes it like so hard to get paid unless you are a known balanced player. If you're spewy or seen as spewy, you can get away with this completely. Check and then when the guy bets small on the river, you you shove. Maybe one of the things that you can get away with is because you have to be you have to have a little bit of a rep of being that guy who's going to go for it. Yeah. But the 200k bet into 625 does look. Week. I'm putting yeah. air quotes up here yeah. as I say it. And so some players might jump on that, right? Sure. If you're the kind of player who has that image, then you should shove. Yep. But it seems impossible that Landry has that image without really knowing anything. It seems very unlikely, right? Yep. Um, what does Bond think? You know? Or let's, let's get to that. Let's yeah. get to Bond's spot. How do you, how do you, let's, let's start with analyzing what we think Landreth is. Okay. So based on his Hendon and his results, I don't think he's a guy who's going to overvalue a king. Because that, be that would be my first question in these fields if you, I'm Bond. Yes, that's right. It seems impossible when the third diamond comes and a straighty card comes that he'd ever raise He's not doing kings. that with ace-king. No fucking way. He would have bet ace-king on the turn almost certainly. He's yeah. certainly not shoving ace-king on the river. All right, so we can't beat an overvaluation of a king. Right. So what's next? Okay. We're fucked. I yeah. think that's are there next. any bluffs? The answer is usually not. Very unlikely. And if they are, there are, it's eight, nine. Look, if, if it's Stephen Chidwick, I think we should strongly consider. I think we have to call with this hand, actually, if it's Chidwick. Probably. Probably. Because we have a diamond in our hand, too. It seems like an obvious fold, this hand. Not against Chidwick, but. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Because we're not against Chidwick. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I think we, we certainly have to. Like, we can't even beat diamonds. We have a diamond, but come on. We can't even beat diamonds. I guess this guy's shoving. He can, he's probably hoping we have a flush. I guess we can ask the question, would Landreth move in with the nut flush? Right. But even if he would, how does that help us? Because if he has no bluffs, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> what I, well, it, <laughs> helps, I guess it helps by diminishing his value range. Uh, if, if, okay. So let's, I, don't, let's forget, I don't know. Let's forget about the no bluffs part. Okay. Better question, I guess. Should Landreth move in with the nut flush? That's a great question. It's unclear to me. I mean, we weren't even sure if he should move in with nines full. So. Yeah. The nut flush is, is a worse hand. In fact, we don't even block. We kind of want our opponent to have the nut flush when we've got nines full. Now yeah. we block it. Yeah. We block other flushes, too, with our other diamond, whatever yeah. it is. So probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that Landreth can move in here profitably because the way this hand is played out and, pro and because what we assume his image is. Right. So I think Bond's diamond blocker is not that relevant. No, then. it's not enough. I think it would be... Any king is a better bluff catcher, I think, than this hand because we block full houses, which is like more clearly a move in for Landreth, right? Right. And it and to be clear, even though we have a if we have a king in our hand, let's say we have king ten with the ten of diamonds in our yeah. hand, and he we bet two hundred k and he moves in. If it's a guy who doesn't have any bluffs, we fold. We fold. Anyway. We fold anyway. But but if we're doing the mental exercise yes. of what's better to call with, that's a better hand to call with than Jack ten. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though it's a stronger hand. Jack yeah. Ten's a strong hand. We don't care. Actually, it's kind of incredible. We black diamonds, we black straights, and we black full houses. Yeah. It's like the dream hand, King Jack or King Ten with a yeah. diamond. Um, 
as a bluff catcher. Right. Again, Stephen Chidwick is the dream yeah. hand. That isn't actually good. But this isn't Stephen <laughs> Chidwick. Right. So, so Bond folds because so, that's bon, what you do. Right. Bond says, like, is this guy capable of bluffing me here? No. Can I beat any value? Can I beat any anything, any value at all? No. Would he move in with Ace King? No. I mean, okay. he, even if Landreth had a few bluffs, but not enough to be balanced, right. it still might be a fold with this hand. I think so. Like, I think it is. Um, I don't even know if he has a few bluffs in this exact spot. Right. I mean, not many players There's just do. so many better hands that we can get here with, bet for value, and, and decide to call with if we want to call sometimes with non-full house hands that are yep. just better than this hand. Yep. Like flushes and any king, really. Yep. But especially the good kings, like King 10 and King Jack with the diamond. Yep. So it's an easy fold. It's an easy fold. I wonder if the solver agrees. I'm kind of thinking it's going to be like, you have to call. Well, for this many blinds, the solver's going to be like, of course you call. We'll like, see. The solver, I think, I mean, the solver should know. I don't know if, if um, Hyphenator put in all the ICM stuff or not. Um, I, we haven't looked at it yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't. We so haven't. if he put it in, then the solver will at least be taking that into consideration. If the solver's thinking of it as a cash game hand, it will always call. Probably. It will have to call. Yeah. Um, to be clear. But if it knows about the ICM stuff, it still has no Landreth's image. Well, we're assume, actually, we don't either, but we, we're making some assumptions. Yeah. The solver's going to be assuming Landreth is balanced. So that means maybe it is. Let's see if it finds a call or not. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Hyphenator did the solving on this hand. If you want to see his full write-up, check out our Discord. Uh, I'm going to start with a quote from Hyphenator that he premised his solve with. Cool. This hand was played so anti-solver that I had to rerun the solves with different options and node lock until I hated these two guys, mostly Landreth. Wow, I love it. But let me tell you what. There are some extremely surprising outputs in this solve. And maybe it's because of all the node locking that had to be done. Because okay. that, that can mess things up as far as balance and everything. But we'll see. On the flop, this is not so crazy so far. Okay, we're okay. The solver prefers a 97k bet versus 150k for Landreth. Yeah, whatever. We like the smaller one too, but yeah. whatever. Uh, Bond is supposed to call almost 100% with his hand. Okay. On the turn. Uh, Here we go. Bond is supposed to check nearly 100%. Landreth is checking his exact hand 100% what? of no. the what? time. No. <laughs> yes. How? Why? I can't tell you. Uh, <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> Did your brain I broke break? me a little bit there. What if he has a king? What if the other guy has a king? Don't we want to build pot? I don't understand. The solver wow. has him betting a lot of his other strong hands, but this hand is 100% a check. But wouldn't don't we do better betting this hand rather than betting like a trip king's hand where we block trip Ask kings Ask the robots. I'm trying to, but they're not responding. Yeah, they I'm don't. It, maybe they're hearing me. Maybe they all. Wow, that is shocking. It's very shocking. I heard you. I, I haven't seen this solver work, obviously, but as you were... Writing it up so we could do this, I heard you just saying, Wow, oh my goodness, you had so many verbal reactions. That was the first wow. That is really shocking. That was the first wow. Let's get get to some more. Okay, good. There's more. This isn't the big wow, but it's interesting. Um, On the river with Bone's hand, given, or Bond, whatever we're calling him, Bond, given the option to bet 340K, 200K, or check, he bet 200K if you remember. Right. Um, GTO Plus wants to bet 200K 0% of the time. But 340k 40% of the time and check 60% of the time. Wow. Yeah. Really? Is it because obviously we never get the actual answer, but I'm going to want to think out loud for a second. Um, we assume our opponent has very few strong hands here that can call anyway. That's my first guess. Diamonds came in, boats are scary. I don't know. Diamonds usually bet the turn anyway. Yeah. So hearts usually bet the turn anyway. Um, ace queen can call us, but ace queen might bet if we check yeah. anyway. Aces can call us, but they will bet if we check anyway. Maybe that's the thinking. Maybe that's the thinking. Like, the things that can call us would bet anyway. So why are we betting? Would be yeah. the question. That yeah. is that's interesting, but uh, that makes more sense to me than the, the the last one. Here's the solver result that we kind of expected that disagrees with us. Yeah, Landreth should jam all boats. 
Like, that's not, like, such a surprising output for the solver. If the solver's thinking of this just as straight blinds yeah. to be one, of course. Like, look, yeah. how, look how little we have. It's, it would all, it's got a pot back, basically, right? I mean, yeah. of course it should jam. You ready, you ready for the next wow? Sure. Bond is supposed to call 100% of the time. Well, if, if the solver is thinking of this from the point of view of it's, like, 13 more blinds, yeah. of course he is. Yeah. If the solver's aware of the ICM implications that we are... Yeah. Then the solver, I don't know if the solver will have a, a similar output or not, right? I don't know either. Um, but if it's not thinking about this in terms of any kind of like the money part of it, of course it should call. You can just reach back in your pocket and get more. Of course you should call. But how about the check back on the turn? I don't understand any of it. That, that one, that's the one that really I want to pull my hair out and then put it back in. Put it back in. I'm, well, I have, to, I have to pull it out first. Put it back in. I will, but I can't until I pull okay, it out. Okay, pull it out. I'm not going to do that on, on camera. We're not on camera. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do that on a microphone, though. Do it. Okay. <laughs> it really hurt more than I thought. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.